Starburst Radio is sponsored by Arrow Films. Check out the latest releases on arrow.co.uk. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. The event horizon of Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fam Radio International. Welcome to Starburst Radio with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. We're the editors of Starburst Magazine for all our sins. I don't know what we've done to yeah, deserve and for this. for everybody else's sins as well. Indeed, yeah. Well, we're back. We've been away for a little bit. That's our Christmas break. How this works is the new year of Starburst starts towards the end of January, runs through to uh, August where we have a little break, and then we move on to the uh, it's sort of like a mid-season break like The Walking Dead yeah and then we come back feeling in, like uh, The Walking Dead feeling like The Walking Dead in uh, late September and run through to Christmas so we are back it's been a very uh, traumatic uh, period for me since we last spoke and uh, not everything's gone according to plan but we have a laugh don't we you've got to aren't you yeah indeed so, uh, yeah, well, how do I begin the show? Well, the obvious one, there will be a couple of people who've seen stuff on Facebook and Twitter and, 
Yeah, Periscope. We won't even go into that at the moment, but unless anybody <laughs> did uh, view something on the week leading up to Christmas, I think uh, I know one of the one of the listeners slash readers did, and they were actually speaking to me at the time. But yeah, let's move on. Yeah, um, yeah uh, quick one: legal stuff. Ooh. It's only a uh, quick one. I want to say hello, Cameron. Cameron K. McEwen is obviously um, a, a massive fan now, and he listens to every single episode of the show, mm-hmm. usually with a pad and pen and a recorder. And his solicitor, Ian Carruthers in Liverpool, they listen to the show as well. Hello, Ian. How are you doing with your your sort of law firm thing that you're doing I don't know but I hope it's going well for you you know it's good to have aspirations isn't it anyway cut a long story short you may have uh, seen that over Christmas we uh, got a set of legal papers off uh, if, if you've been listening to the show you'll be aware that there is a bit of a tiff going on where Cameron K McEwen ex of Blog to Who, who has uh, recently sold it, was not very happy about the content of the Blue Box podcast. So there you go. That's a separate issue completely. I'm not going to comment on that tonight. Moving forward, here we go. What a great idea to serve legal papers on the 23rd of December, because if you serve them on the 23rd of December, they are likely to... um, end up with the recipient on Christmas Eve in order to give the entire office and the editorial team here a really shit Christmas. But this um, this clown doesn't seem to realise, because I realise with, with him uh, being on a blog site, uh, with Blog to Who, and all the rest of the stuff he gets up to, he's not aware of how a uh, real publication works. So what happens is... It gets to Christmas week and everybody um, has a break because coming up to New Year, you're going to have to put an issue out. I know that that might sound like hard work, but that's uh, that that's what happens, Camzy. Yeah, if if you are actually um, really doing this and not um, doing it as some sort of super fan, so to be honest with you, it's no great surprise that this happened. Although I'll give you a pass, it could be that it's a complete coincidence that you sent those legal papers on the 23rd and that you thought, oh, oh, we've just got them ready now, we might as well send them now. Nah, I, I don't know. It's up to everybody to make their own opinion on that and, and come up with their own attitude over it. It's nothing to do with me. But here's the thing. In the uh, accusation that's been levelled at me, which is totally separate to uh, what's been levelled at the Blue Box podcast, I'm accused of telling lies and and creating a situation where I'm telling the listeners and the readers that he uh, Cameron K. McEwen has been abusive and and threatening and on on a sort of wide scale thing is what's been uh, written by the solicitors. They've been saying, well, he's, you know, being threatening and abusive, blah, blah, blah. That is not what has ever been said on this show, ever. That has never been said on this show. And I'm going to just repeat our position now, just so we can move forward from this and then it's done with. We were, he was not happy about something that was uh, 
that was on on the uh, Blue Box podcast. He, he was very unhappy about that. So what does he do? He says, well, you know, I'm." he gets into a dialogue with uh, JR and a dialogue with myself, and then we're having a chat. And then all of a sudden I get, and, and it's important to uh, state that he didn't want this reading out, but there's nothing to prevent me reading it out. It's not illegal or anything else. Um, without prejudice, save as to cost. Gentlemen, it is not acceptable to read out my email. I expect a full and unequivocal apology, the terms of which are to be agreed between us. This includes, but not limited to, the podcast itself at the start of the next show, the podcast section on the Starburst website, and J.R. Southall's Twitter feed, both one week from today. The removal of the Blue Box podcast number 177 is also desired. If you are not willing to adhere to this, then the matter will be taken up by my solicitor, who has agreed to take on the case so that legal proceedings may begin. Now, I took that as a threatening and abusive email. That's it. That's just my opinion. Now, other people might just listen to that and go, oh, water off a duck's back, what's he getting upset about? No, it's all about the person. I was offended by that. I was annoyed by that. I found it threatening because he's telling me to do something or else. And that's the way it was taken. Now, that's all I've said. He has not been phoning me up, threatening me. He has not been in any other way threatening me. Yeah, I'd actually be more impressed if he had. He's not in any way done anything other than send that email and then instruct a firm of solicitors. You can draw your own conclusion about the fact that it was initiated and sent on the 23rd of December. And that's all I've got to say on the matter. If I think that this guy is a complete bellend, it's because of what I perceive that he's done to me, nothing about anything else, accusations, what he's done in any way. I'm not interested, Starburst isn't interested in, in this guy that I consider to be a complete full-time loser, yeah. And that's all there is to it. He, he is exactly what he is. It's a shame, because we all want to be, uh, we all want to be impressive, don't we, in life, I think. But that's, that's pretty much the end of that, so... I've made it clear now. That's what he did. Nothing more, nothing less. Boom. And that's that done with. The thing will roll on, and if it's appropriate, I will mention it. And if it goes away, then I'm happy to never mention this moron ever again as long as I live. But yes, he is a a great example of why sometimes it's difficult to actually uh, be into Doctor Who. There you go. I'm done now. Yeah. See, that wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to nope. be, Martin. I was here with the uh, the faders ready to go. See, you didn't need the kill switch. Yeah. Not at all. So, yeah, Christmas. Been weird. What have you been up to, Martin? Uh, Working on the Mac. I know. What's that? I mean, well, I mean other stuff. <laughs> other crazy things. I'm nothing that, that crazy, to be honest. I'm not oh, a crazy dear. guy. Well, well, I I beg to differ, and we'll go over some bits and bobs over the show we're going to probably have a break actually it sounds crazy we've just come in and then add that and then go for a break but we've got a lot to cover tonight we've had a lot of bereavements over 
the Christmas period. We're going to address some of those. We've also we've got an announcement on something we're going to be doing later. <coughs> Me and Martin had a fantastic day out in London the other week. We're mm. going to get into that and going to talk about a new TV show and drones and all the rest of it. Yep. And I'm going to get into uh, Barry Norman's pickled onions as well. That sounds like a euphemism. It certainly is not, other than these are very, very, very hot and interesting spheres. Right. Indeed. So I'll tell you what, let's have a break and then let's come back and, and do some of this stuff. Yay. Right. I knew one day my prince would come. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Confessions of Dorian Gray, Series 4. A toast, everyone, to Dorian Gray, the finest travelling companion a man could wish for. To Dorian Gray! There's something unusual about you. You aren't quite like the other Englishmen I've met. When you were born, there were no motor cars, televisions or aeroplanes. Thanks for reminding me. I... I wonder, sometimes, how it must feel to be you. You were running from something. Yes. What? It's difficult to explain. Ancient creatures live here, Dorian. The forest and the lake provide them with a safe habitat and everything they need to survive. It's isolated, so they keep out of the way of humanity. And humanity generally has no idea they're even here. Generally? We can't even go on holiday without you attracting something supernatural. Who says that thing is supernatural? Myths and legends have to start somewhere. But why us? Why is it always us? Time goes on. Dorian grows cold and hard, and one by one, he turns on those who love him, until finally he destroys himself. Stop! Big Finish. We love stories. Starburst Magazine issue 421. Available from a newsagent near you. Or download to your tablet today. Prepare to scream. The creeping, crawling, fleshy cars cover the body in the most vile experiment ever devised. Flesh beast. Morbid horror in shock throbbing color. Plus on the same program. A ghastly tale drenched in clots of blood, a taste of blood, and teenage strangler. A new bluebeard preying on budding teeny boppers. Don't miss them. Rated PG. Fab Cafe, the original TV and movie theme bar. Anything else just isn't fab. Check us out on fabcafe.co.uk. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And if you want to join in tonight, it's studio at fabradiointernational.com and Twitter. Twitter is Starburst underscore mag. You can't get simpler than that. You can have your say in the show tonight and get involved in what we're discussing because a lot has gone on while we've been away. Yeah. And I'm aware of this, even though, you know, you, you could not escape genre. During the Christmas period, it was everywhere. Star Wars kicked it off. Um, then you're on a roll then, all the way through Christmas. Um, what can I say? 
Uh, later on, I'll probably talk about a couple of films and some TV that's uh, hit us. Yeah, we've had, we've had, like I say, the last month has been a you know a yeah. lot lot of stuff going on, and it certainly has. So, yeah, what what can I say? So, has anybody changed their views on Star Wars now? Now that uh, we are four weeks on, and you've seen it, you've probably all seen it more than once. Had time to calm down and reassess. What do you what I, do you reckon? I've seen it three times. Okay. And it didn't diminish. Yeah. Uh there there's plot holes in it, there's there's flaws mm. here and there, but it's still a damn enjoyable film. Yeah, it's a very, very good film, I think. And you know, that's that's a testament. Yeah. No it is. It's a good film. I still go with what I said about I don't think I'm sharing this this utter utter love fest that's going on where everybody's making out that it's one of the best films ever made it's amazing. oh certainly it's not that it's but it's it's got it's a lot of fun yeah. and, yeah, it, it and it's a great introduction to this it is for, for the to younger the next, people yeah to yeah. the next wave of it um but i only think thoughts on seeing it again i still think that there were two to me there are two problems and one the Holy Trinity of um, Han, Luke, and Leia didn't get a final scene together yeah. at all, and that's that's really that's really crap. That I get it. The story that they're trying to tell didn't lend itself, and life sometimes doesn't work out that way. But we've all been waiting to see these guys for such a long time back in the saddle, as it were, and it's a shame that that didn't happen. And it's also a shame that you know some of this backstory is you know quite damaging to the end of the other trilogy because you realize that pretty much they get about five minutes where it's yay and then it's all yes it all goes yeah to and then it's real shit. life yeah and and that's it i mean i remember speaking to phil and he's saying well you know it wasn't that bad you know what what are you saying uh, and i went well it's pretty bad because You've got uh, Han, and you're, you're hoping that Luke's going to go off and train some Jedis. You're going to hope that um, Han uh, settles down with Leia and has a lovely life and blah, 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 but still cheekily scoops off in the Millennium Falcon with Chewbacca every now and again, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you hope all that's going on. And really what happens is they were together for a while. Luke uh, didn't. His training methods weren't probably as good as uh, you might hope. Yeah, it wasn't Yoda, was it? Yeah, and um, yeah, the yeah Han and Leia uh, give birth to the reincarnation of uh, sort of that world's Darth Vader. Yeah, um, and you know, I mean, basically, the yeah, the their their son is the equivalent of Adolf Hitler. You yeah. know, in 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 the thing, which is is difficult. Or to Donald live with. Trump, whichever one you want. to Oh yeah, Trump. Yeah, yeah. So I've been having this conversation the other day. Trump isn't as intelligent as Hitler. So Hitler yeah. just just went insane later on. But he was Hitler actually, had better hair. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He had uh, he had better lot of things. Jesus. Yeah, Trump. What is going on? But yeah, that's the, fantasy, isn't it? Yeah, no, God, <laughs> it is fantasy, isn't it? But that that was my that's my problem. That that it you know it it does cast. A shadow a little bit too long on the other trilogy and also you know the, the, the even with this you didn't get there's a new holy trinity there with uh, poe dameron ray and and finn mm. and they didn't actually get to do anything together in no. this film so so the the 
my problem, like the first one, was great because everybody got together. They had an adventure together and it was over and you were really bothered. There was these great characters that we saw in this film. They didn't get to uh, do that. Now, is that a problem? Everyone's going, well, this is the next film. But yeah, but the Empire Strikes Back, everything was under full swing at that point. And you already had established these three as sort of like... um, you know, there were bros, weren't they, these three? Yeah, they were yeah, tight yeah. as anything. Now, going into the next one, you're going to have to establish that. You know, I I would be... I'll just make a prediction now, a few years in, before even a word of it's been written, that it's going to start off with the three of them. Uh, not necessarily the three of them, but certainly Finn and Poe Dameron off doing something together, and, you know, yeah. it, it will establish that they have all bonded and it's all good. Yeah. Anyway... But there. Yeah. So that 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 is Star Wars out of the way. Um, lots of stuff gone on. Oh, anybody wanting an update on my little fallout with this club at uh, Gotham in Manchester? I got a present, as I said, mm. and it was a um, nice little box that looked the size of a Rolex watch, just exactly the same size, everything all good with a really posh bow on it and everything. And, um, yeah, I opened it on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. You know what it was, don't you? Yeah, but tell the lovely listeners. Yeah, it was a mug. <laughs> is there a... I think that's subtly telling you something. Is it? Yeah. Is it kind of like, yeah, you've had your way, but but we think you're a bit of a ballad. Yeah, we're still going to have your money. Yeah, I know, yeah. So, there you go. I got a mug for Christmas. But, but... That war's over. We've 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 got all peace flags flying. Until now. they've rented it out the next time you want to go in. No, no. Well, the thing is, it was just full of members. And the woman who said that at the front shouldn't have said what she said. It was there was a full apology and I also got it told me by somebody else there. But here's the thing, the I on the uh, I went in because he did they were so nice about it. I went with Jonathan Thompson and and Paul Ripley and well, yeah. that yeah, and uh, we went for a bite to eat there on uh, Christmas Eve, and we went up to the club and then there were all these reindeer skins yeah, on the um, on the on the side just what you sit on, and you were stroking them and they felt really really good. Anyway, reindeer skins. Then Jonathan says, oh, this ain't really great, is it? Because, you know, they're all dead and you're just putting them on there. And then the woman obviously had had some problems with this point of view. And then she said, listen, these are are acceptable because, and then continued to tell us a story where these were reindeer that had cancer (laughs) and had agreed, agreed to donate their skins afterwards because they're very nice like that they do all this sort of they sign written agreements for you and things like you that. know i'm not making that up I that's know. what she said that's what she said you might so, as well just say the, the fake <laughs> she'd have been better doing that so weren't fake then i'll tell you i've never i've never seen anything like it i don't know how much these sort of things cost i would imagine that they're offensively um expensive i imagine they're just offensive Oh, they, they 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 are, but they feel really good when you're stroking them. So does a lot of things. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Not we reindeer. Um, and then, you know, it's just one of them where it it was it was a weird thing where the she had this little story and she was expecting us to just go, 
oh, okay, then, yeah. And I'm like, hang on a minute. So, so how did they sign off on this then? Exactly. This living will with the letter. Do they have hooves? Reindeer, do they? What do yeah, they, they have? have like little... They have something that they can sign something with, yeah. like a little stomp, a little tiny stomp, like a like a little ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but yeah, it's just absolute nonsense, isn't it? I mean, I just wish she'd have said, "Yeah, deal with it." Plus, you were lying and stroking a cancerous animal. That was terrible. No, they, do you know what? It made it worse. It yeah. made it worse. I don't know. I don't. I I never thought about reindeer. Getting skinned, did you? No, it's I not, thought it doesn't sense to go into my. Uh... No, I know because I'm thinking like, oh, big furry thing that gets skinned, and I hate all that. Anyway, you shouldn't be hunting things and putting yeah, heads on absolutely. walls and skinning stuff. But yeah, reindeer skins—that's. I'm odd. sure if if that had got out with the uh, the normal lot who actually pro- protest this sort of thing, that would. Oh have gone down my well. word! If you had let them know. Do you know what? It's a good job they did sue for peace with me that, yeah. that day because man alive, that that was that was gold. That if was, you'd have periscope that, yeah, that was social media gold. I could have just uh, sent it out, but it does look a bit hypocritical that after a week of me bombarding them with all that grief, yeah, that suddenly next minute I'm in there lying on some 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 reindeer. No, I mean, I think that's very, very odd and very... Yeah. It's strange that a company would do that nowadays because they're usually very, very uh, savvy about what's offensive and... Oh, they're savvy. They have the, the script ready. But that doesn't make it right, does it? It's, it's, it's nonsense. It's like, when did they decide that? They were, they were there. I don't know what reindeer do of a day. You know, I'm not. I'm not aware. I mean, maybe they. They. I don't know what they do. Do they chill when, out when it's a library? When it's not Christmas, they're not pulling Santa everywhere. And... Well, they oh, pulling Santa. <laughs> that's really odd. That's that's the worst one. That actually yeah. empty yeah. his sack. Anyway, oh, we've all heard that one. Yeah. reindeers pulling Santa. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the one that's a Cancerous new one on reindeer. Me. Cancerous reindeer pulling Santa. Oh, good. is that the episode title? Yeah, that's the. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Shocker. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, why have you got a story about him having cancer? Yeah, because that's so not true. It's of course it's not true. Those reindeer did not decide. Oh, I've not got long. You might as well skin me. Yeah. At no point would I ever think of that. Like, oh, just take on my skin. Now, you see, to go back to the uh, the other news thing that we were going to discuss. Oh, yeah, that's something to do with what the actual magazine and show's actually about. Well, well, almost. But we played the track earlier from, from Labyrinth, mm-hmm. which you wouldn't have heard on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can trust us, though. But, we're not going to lie to you. But I'm pretty sure that the wonderful David Bowie, before he passed away wasn't sort of bequeathing his skin. He bequeathed us a rather good album. Yeah. When you know what happened and you listen to it, it's it's incredible, isn't it? Because yeah. he, even the video... That I've video, the say. Lazarus video, yeah. Yeah, 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 Lazarus. And, and at the it's end of the day... It's a stage play as well. Yeah, uh, which, oh, right. which, which it's like a real small stage play. It's not going to go to Broadway because it's the subject so difficult. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently it's... Uh, yeah. He's done well. I mean, I, I, I always liked him, even as a kid when I didn't really understand everything about him and what, he's, what he's, was going on. He's he was one good, of the people he, he you know. reinvented himself so many times. You don't have to like each 
incarnation. No, you don't. Because I didn't like the Let's Dance stuff. Oh, I, didn't I thought like you the... were going to go on about Tin Machine then. Tin Machine I quite liked because, you know, yeah. that's that Rocky bit, wasn't it? So oh, yeah, yeah. Of I was course, probably yeah. the one person who still bought that. Dear me. Although everybody's probably bought it now. but I saw him live um, when he was doing all that. And he this this gig, it was on at the MEN, still packed. And he did a very, to me, it was a disappointing show because he didn't play anything other than Spiders from Mars, yeah. Mm. And he didn't do, do anything. And he was just playing the new stuff and people were all moaning and groaning. Oh, and they stuff. do that. But I've seen him, I saw him after that and he, was, he, he clearly learnt from that one. But he, he was allowed to do that. Yeah, he, of course, he, yeah. You know, you can do that sort of thing where, you know, I'm focusing yeah. on the new stuff. Here's a, here's a reworked yeah. old song thrown in. But, you know, you don't have to play the hits. But it's but... funny, isn't it? When, when Starburst came out in the 70s into the 80s, um, he, his, even his face, the look of him, whenever it would appear, was so in sync with what we were doing with the yeah, magazine. That this magazine was, was always doing uh, that. He was in The Man Who Fell to Earth just before the magazine first came out. Yeah, so, that's right, yeah. yeah. The Nicholas Rogue film. Which, which is, is a um, it's a fantastic film, but not everybody's sort of thing. No, it's one of them ones that it's, it's a little bit too ponderous for some people, I think. I, I would put it with um, Tommy. The Tommy's a lot more entertaining because it's just a musical. Yeah, but, it's but it's a very opera, similar, very similar but, era, very similar approach. Yeah, and and then I mean my my favourite that he was and it's not Labyrinth. Um, Labyrinth was a great uh, film that was. Can I just say this is the bit where the social media bit even exacerbates this and it takes it to another level where everybody's rewritten history with hindsight they yeah. always rewrite history of course. with hindsight you move forward and then they go oh like now everyone was going on oh empire strikes back best one yeah everybody hated it at the time yeah they they, they were very very negative vibes about that film at the time they they felt let down it wasn't as much fun it wasn't as it you wasn't know just reworking yeah. the i first know one. and then you uh but with yeah with with uh labyrinth Everyone went to see it, not because it was David Bowie, not because it was uh, Jim Henson's workshop or whatever. They went to see it because it was one of the couple of movies that George Lucas brought out. Mm. And everybody went to see it because it was a George Lucas production. And they went to see that and Howard the Duck. And at the time... Um, both of them were pretty much written off. Well, the, I like both of those Labyrinth films. Labyrinth was, was a massive hit for video. It yeah, wasn't, it was. It wasn't yeah. anything and else. And that's what you get. Yeah. With, with the, that was one of the Same early... as The Goonies. It was, that's yeah. just a massive video hit. Well, the 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 take of, of Raiders of the Lost Ark on, on VHS, when that was one of the first, I can own it for 20 quid. Mm. Which actually was a lot of money back oh, God, then. Yeah. That was like you know forty. That's like paying forty quid for a movie, um, but you couldn't get it any other way, and there was no internet to download it from. Yeah. There was no you know pirate videos were just abysmal at the time. Yeah, they you were had really almost, bad quality and yeah, yeah. unwatchable. Yeah. So so you did you did have that. Now I thought that I I just thought it was great. You know, I mean I I just thought that Labyrinth was a good film when I saw it, and I saw it at the uh, Salford uh, Cinema. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Multiplex, yeah. It, was it a Canon back then? Yeah, the Canon uh, Multiplex. Now, uh, we drove by it 
Um, we drove by last night, was it? Or the, oh, night, the night before? The night before, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, he's dropping you off. I'm not going to say where, because they'll all be camped outside your house. Yeah, the, at, at the Unsworth Gardens. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> we, can't, we can't let them know where you live. Man, that's a... That's a it's, the it's palatial like bomb, bomb villain lair. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we drove past, and, yeah, they bulldozed it. It's the first multiplex in the UK, and we had it in Manchester. Salford Keys... It was so cool, and nobody had ever seen one before in this country. No, no, it was, it was, it was a grand little thing, yeah. yeah. My friend Brian, though you've met, um, me and him and my friend Lee went on the mm. opening night. We got tickets off somebody that we knew, and I can't remember how we got these tickets because we, we shouldn't have really been there, but we were. And it was amazing that night, and mm. they were showing, um, there was a premiere that night as well of, you know, after Superman 4, yeah, uh, they promised Chris Reeve that he could do a number of of movies, and yeah, he, yeah. it was the one that he was a reporter. Yeah, and I can't remember the bloody name. Oh of it God, now. yeah, um, Street something. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I can see the poster that was but... on, and we mm. saw that, and there was some other stuff. But then um, Brian, being Brian, he just goes over, and uh, the uh, Goal and Globus were both there. Yeah. And they were just they were just chilling out, having a chat. And anybody could see that they were just having a bit of, oh, we're having a private conversation. He just goes over. And I'm just jaw-dropped, because I knew who they were. Well, Brian didn't have a clue. People listening who don't know, yeah. they're the owners of Canon. Yeah, that's right. And and the uh, documentaries about their yeah, yeah, story, yeah. The, what's that called? There's a, there's a couple. Of the main one... Uh, it's, it slips my mind. There's, there was a couple last year. Yeah, but it's, it, they're good documentaries. There's even a doc- though there's a great, we can't remember the bloody name. There's a great one know. that's on the uh, Life Force Blu-ray, mm. the mm. Arrow f- mm. release. There's a great documentary yeah. on that as well. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, my, my mate Brian, he just starts going over. Where, where are the toilets? And and he and they went. Oh, they're just over there. And he goes, um, and then he walks off. And he always does this thing where if he's not that happy, he'll he just doubles back for a little bit more grief yeah. yeah and he just goes back and then starts going oh well um do you not think maybe some signage you know would be, be good, <laughs> you know and then I'm, I'm like oh no oh my god we're never gonna get to any of these ever again and and i don't think i ever did you know yeah. after that no he he was a nightmare with him he he yeah, where are the toilets then? Where's this? What's that? What's going on with this place then? Why is there not <laughs> signage? Now, this place, the idea of going to a cinema at this point in the 80s, yeah, um, early 80s, well, sort of mid to late 80s, the um, about 84, I think it opened, mm. something like that. The thought of going to a cinema without a film in your head and just going because yeah. there's nine or ten films on yeah. was un- unheard of. You'd be and, lucky if there was yeah, two. Yeah, and that's places. why it's a shame. And then when we drove past and it's, yeah, it's been closed for a long time. It got yeah. took over after Canon by Virgin, who then ran it for a bit. And then, you know what, there were, they were multiplexes were everywhere, weren't they? Yeah. So it couldn't, but that was the first in the UK and we had it here. So there, yeah. la, la, la. Anyway, I think we're heading for the news time now, so we maybe have a little bit of a break, have a little bit of news, and, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back after you find out what's going on. Starburst Radio, winners of the Best TV and Movie Podcast in the UK Podcasters Award 2015. Be grateful that we let you listen.
he doesn't break any speed limits and get himself into trouble. He's going to get himself killed one day, you know. Where am I? In the village. In the village. Désirez-vous un taxi, monsieur? Take me away from here. Where to? As far as you can go. I heard this was your first day. And my last. Why'd you say that, number six? Don't call me that. It's just the number of a house I woke up in. Nothing, number six. Philo, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you work for. And I don't care. Open that door or I'll break it down. There's no need for all this nonsense. All we want to know is why you resigned. Stop! Do not run! Halt! Stop running, man! Stop running! You don't stand a chance! We don't want any unhappiness in our beautiful village. And if number six behaved aggressively towards you... What's your real name? What's yours? You see? We're both scared to talk. This place is a mad house. A bloody nightmare. Yes, get out of here. Yes, we must or they'll kill us. Worse. Worse. Orange alert. Orange alert. Welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. Wow. Raw. Raw and all that. Yeah. So I've got emails, and uh, but there's also been something on Twitter that I need to address. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Luke Stafford, or Spafford, sorry, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's Spafford, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, um, it's better than Stafford, though, isn't it? Because oh, yeah, there's me. Staffords out there, but there's not many Spaffords. No. So that's good. And he's talking about food news. I will give you the best food news in the world. It's happened. I have been reunited with a uh, food item that I absolutely love, right? I thought of maybe approaching them for sponsorship for the show when we first started, yeah? And, yeah, the story behind it, you may not remember... If you've been listening for a long time, this may ring a bell. Um, yep. Yeah. Barry Norman's pickled onions. See, I don't remember this, and I've, I've listened a long time. Right. About, about four or five years ago, Barry Norman, the, we all know who he is. Yeah. Um, how, how would you describe him? He was the um, the main movie reviewer yeah. for BBC. BBC, he was yeah. film. Film yeah. sort of all through the eighties. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was actually Mark Commode, but with talent. Yeah, yeah, and um, and wit. Yeah, indeed. And he was all right. And yeah, he basically has gone over to Sky doing movie reviews and stuff. Whereas, uh, and then you had uh, Jonathan Ross take over. He was a good, great choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's so much better than what's happening now with uh, Claudia. Winkle Bottom or whatever his yeah. name is. Um, whatever his name is. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, you've got a movie review show. That has and a, she's a, t- yeah. a movie reviewer come on to do it. I know. 
she talks about the stuff and then goes, well, here's someone who actually watches films. Yeah, yeah. who knows what he's talking Absolutely about. Absolutely brilliant. Me. Yeah, yeah. So to, to me, I'm sorry, it's got to be a guy or a girl, whoever, that knows movies that can just sit down and have a one-on-one with you. End of. Done. Yeah. Anyway, Barry Norman. Here's the thing. All of a sudden, the, the I was walking down the aisles of Tesco come maybe six years ago, and I saw Barry Norman's pickled onions on the shelf. And it's got a clapperboard, picture of Barry Norman. Cool. And, I, and, and you can imagine, from my perspective, I'm thinking, well, this is not a natural fit for me. This not, is not... not um, like Paul Newman's mayonnaise and things like that. That's not a natural fit, but it's not as crazy as this. Like, like you do get things that, like, people sponsor stuff, like a tennis pro will sponsor a racket. Yeah. Or uh, Levi's Reggae Reggae sauce or whatever. Yeah, 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 you know. And, <laughs> and then, so, so I see these and I went, oh, I've got to have them for a laugh, yeah. They were the most amazing taste experience you could possibly imagine. These pickled onions, you put them in your mouth, they crunched, they exploded in your mouth. You, you had fireworks going you've had off. Pu- you've, <laughs> you've had Barry Norman explode in your mouth. Oh, yeah, I have, yeah, yeah, literally. That's good. They were the most amazing thing you could ever put in your mouth, yeah? That's a sound Male bad. or female, right? <laughs> and and I'm, I'm telling you now, these were incredible. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not, making someone up here out of nothing you have to have a go at them i would it happily if somebody came to see me and went right i want to know what what why you're so freaking out over these pickled onions yeah i would go right come with me i'll treat you to a jar of them but you know what you won't get past three of these because (laughs) you'll be that your your whole head will be exploding with the taste of these pickled onions, right? These, even if you hate pickled onions, you'll love these, right? They are so intensely awesome, right? Are they and, well directed? I don't know about that. The bottling <laughs> process, I think you're talking about. I don't know. Um, anyway, Tesco, all of a sudden, they disappear. About three years ago, they disappear. You could still get them at Morrison's, but I don't go Morrison's because <sighs> it's out of the way. And you know the Tesco I go to because it's on the way home. Mm. And and it's easy to drop off at two or three in the morning or whatever when I've been working late on the mag and doing stuff and doing shows like this. I'm not expecting the violins to break out here, by the way. <laughs> um, and, yeah, all of a sudden they disappear. But all of a sudden... Uh, Tesco, hot and spicy pickled onions appear. Yeah. Right? With a few peppercorns in the uh, vinegar and all the stuff floating around. And I'm like, yeah, I get exactly what's going on here. You know. Pushed out the big boys. So, so, oh, yeah. But here's the thing. I bought a a jar of them. Yeah. So weak. Weak sauce. By comparison... They were, they kind of sort of almost felt like it. Now, here's the thing. On the blurb, and and by that, you can't believe this. We've got a jar of pickled onions and it's got a blurb, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is a recipe that his great-grandmother invented, yeah? And it's been passed through 
through Barry Norman's bloodline to him, and he is the last one, the custodian of this pickled onion recipe, right? Like the Jedi of yeah. the... Uh... Everybody listening to this think I'm insane. But that's literally... Barry you, Norman's you father was a big director in the Ealing days. Yeah, but his grand's the one who did the pickled onions, so I'm not impressed. If it might be the director's... Grand, I don't know. Mum. Well, look, right, it doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm just saying... That, that these pickled onions, yeah, are the most amazing thing ever, yeah. They are. They're incredible. And he has got this... He's like the Luke Skywalker. It's been handed down to him, and he's got this immense amount of uh, of, of pressure on him. So you so, say immense amount of pickled Oh, yeah, onions, yeah. So. Well, here's the pleasurable bit for me. Just before Christmas, just before all the grief kicked off, and if any of you... Um, we're watching Periscope with me over Christmas. You'll know kind of an in on some of that. And then, then we had, oh yeah, you know what? I kicked off loads of trouble all over the place just before Christmas. Yeah. And uh, just to guarantee and, you had a nice Christmas. Oh yeah, 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 I did. I I brought down the uh, the apocalypse over Christmas. I thought that'd be a great time to start cleaning stuff up. Yeah. And and maybe not. But mm. consolation. One week before Christmas, I made their Tesco, and they were back with new packaging. Barry Norman's pickled onions are back, right? Does it not say Barry Norman's pickled onions, and why not? No. Because that'd no. be ace. No, no. You... That was his catchphrase. I know, but dude, no one's going to know that, are they? They just <sighs> sort of see this guy and go, oh, he was off TV. Uh, but, but then they'll know the his thing. catchphrase, then. No, but you did. That's not the issue with this, though, is it? I don't know. But oh. I'm just saying, he he is he's back. He's in Tesco. You can find him. Barry Norman's pickled onions. He should be doing a little in-store where they get the little tray, and he can yeah. be there. Yeah, with a little sl- one of my pickled yeah. onions. Have it. I don't. I don't think. That and why not? Do, I don't. Think, I think he's too busy. I don't know what he's doing, but I think he might be too busy. But 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 aren't you not uh, gobsmacked that this this could be his legacy? Not uh, film ninety two or film seventy six or whatever. Yeah, did you like it when it was film whatever and they put the year there? Yeah, because it always reminded you what year. It was. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Anyway, I'm just saying it looks good when you watch old clips as yeah, well. So. You will regret asking for food news after that, um, but they're back. They're there. They're there for you. There is a genre connection. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was there. Uh... Exactly, you've got to you've got to go for it. So, and he did that great uh, song and dance routine with Mark Wise. Indeed, yeah. With it all, wasn't actually the... him doing the backflips, obviously. You know. But you know, all, oh, all the newsreaders you, were there. You believed it at the time, well, of course you did. I was about five. Anyway, um, Denge has emailed in utter shit music, and then he goes, "I will kill the something for you." And his brief meaning is solicitor. Simple as. Oh, there you go. That's nice, Jenny C. Hi, guys. Where the hell have you been? I have missed you so much. That was at like nine O's there. Um, But notice that you have lively coming. Wow and wow again. I so wish you were based in London. I could call in. Don't go away again, Jenny. Jenny, we were not away. We we literally, how the show works is we are on from towards the end of January all the way through to August. We have a bit of a summer break so we can concentrate on the magazine and then we're back maybe September later on into Christmas and then we go yay and then Christmas doesn't go that well and then <laughs> you can also listen to either of us on our 
other shows as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Pimp, pimp it out. Pimp well, it all out. Go well, on. you see, on a Tuesday night, there's a nice little uh, rock and roll show yep. featuring yours truly. Yeah. And uh, a, usually a cohort, usually Jimmy, but Phil's been standing in last yep. couple of episodes. Has he been standing in? Standing in something nasty, I That's think. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the uh, political show that features your good self. Yes. And Mr. Ripley, the yes. talented Mr. And, Ripley. And um, and occasionally Tom Anderson, who is on every three or four weeks, who, who runs Donald Trump's Facebook campaign. Yep, so even when Starburst isn't on, you can still catch yep. both Never of us yep. moonlighting. Indeed. This is it, you know. I know how it is. And every now and again, I'll be on Periscope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although the less said about that, the better. Uh, Helen says, you're back. Hooray, missed you. Um, can you do one more thing for me? Can you bring the Ripman show back as well? As you said in October, it was coming back. Sorry to hear about your legal problems. Don't let it get you down. Oh, it's not letting, It's not getting me down at all. It's, it's, it's kind of, um, yeah, dear me, he has no idea what he's doing with that. Um, yeah. Anyway, nice victim for me. So yeah, Ripman show is coming back this year. It is. He, he definitely, doesn't know it yet, but no, he's he's, <laughs> he's it's coming back. He he didn't want it to go away. He, he did. He did a special mm. over Christmas, which yeah. didn't go too well because he mm. let the people have some libations. Oh right, and it descended yeah. into well. Uh, that, that's always a problem. The problem with radio is booze. Anyone says our problem with else. booze is we don't have enough. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we've seen what happens on that one, haven't we? Um, <laughs> David Geldard. Yay. Oh, our our friend David is saying, um, glad you're back on Wednesday nights. Yes, we are here right through till uh, the summer. Force Awakens, thought it was brilliant. Strength of it was the newer characters, which were ace in their own right, so it wasn't just a nostalgia fest. Secondly, caught up with a lot of the year's films over Christmas, and the one that impressed me the most was The Man from Uncle. I can't remember what you guys thought. I've started watching Uncle from Series 1 now, and I'm loving it, finally. Uh, Chris Chibnall, what do you think? Cheers, Dave. Well, I guess you've sort of hijacked the show there, David, because there's so many branch-offs. Right, first of all, Man from Uncle... The movie, yes, I get why a lot of hardcore Uncle fans were saying, no, this is crazy, you shouldn't be doing it, and no, it's nothing to do with it. And yeah, it's criminal. This is the only thing that I will say that was criminal. They didn't use the Jerry Goldsmith, one of the best riffs of all time. And, and, And you should have at least had that in it somewhere but okay moving on from that the the film was great i thought it was great fun i thought the soundtrack was amazing and it was a lot of fun to watch even though it wasn't my man from uncle they are very different beasts yeah i i'm very saddened by the fact that it didn't do well at the box office and i think it's unlikely that we are going to see a sequel to to this Mm mm-hmm I don't know. I haven't caught it yet, so I've been very lazy with that one. Yeah, so says the assistant editor for Starburst magazine, who was not caught up with um, one of the uh, one of the big movies of what, last one year. Of, one of the cover movies we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, on the cover, <laughs> I wasn't going to throw you under the bus quite that much, you know. But, I'm quite happy but, to jump um, myself under the bus. Okay, so so the rest of it, 
Force Awakens, yeah, like I, I said earlier, I've slept on it, seen it again, and it wasn't perfect. It was not this amazing... Everyone's freaking out like mad because they're supposed to. It was very much a tick-the-box greatest hits. It really was. But I enjoyed it immensely. It was great fun. And I did think the new characters were what made it. The Nostalgia Fest side of it, I I always thought you were going to struggle with that. And I'm still a little bit aggrieved that you didn't have the big three having a scene together, at least. But, yeah. you know, that that's, that's the future. We'll move on from here and we'll see where the new movies take us. But, no, look... It's a, it was a great film. It could have been a lot worse oh, than gotcha. that. It could have been a lot worse than that. Now, um, the the bit... Chris Chibnall, what yeah. do you think? Well, we, we threw this out on Twitter earlier uh, yeah. because we only have so many characters on Twitter. So it was the only thing I could think of to put on. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, we've had one... Well, one of the replies was from the wonderful Luke Spafford. Uh, Sod... Chris is it Chibnall. Luke J. Spafford? It is, yeah. Oh, he's so impressed now that I remembered that. Esquire. Esquire, oh. Yeah. I used to be an Esquire. When did they stop putting that on letters? Um, I don't know. I got a letter off a bank when I was 17. I'd just opened a student account, and and, and, and I saw Jordan Michael Royce the third Esquire, and I thought, that's nice. But the third does... is not my fault, by the way, as right, I've yeah, established yeah. on this show many times well, well no get right i wasn't there when the birth certificate was written was i clearly although see you were a sequel <laughs> yeah i am a i'm I, actually though if i'm a sequel i'm the right sequel because the second one's supposed to be rubbish in it and then the third one the they learn from that well depends. i don't know maybe Ro- robocop maybe. Three. Yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah no yeah. i like the second one mate oh Dear. Never mind. Yeah, he says sod Chris Chibnall. And he says, not literally, of course, unless he's dressed as Keith Lemon. Mm. God, Which, that's not going away, that, is it? It'll never go away. That not, not as far as I'm concerned. Why is that not going away? And one of our wonderful writers, Scott Varnum. Yes. He says he's not, he's no Moffat, brackets, at, at Moffat's best. Which, I can't remember which that one was. What, what when was that? Yeah, yeah. When but, was that? But he did do some decent Torchwood episodes. He says, Bro- Broadchurch is awful, though. I enjoyed Broadchurch. I thought the first season was brilliant. Okay. Um, I just don't know this, this, this. Like, oh, my God, he's got a tough act to follow, but... Yeah, I think he's got a, a big hill to climb. I don't think so. I th- well, as we were discussing earlier, I think he's going to be left with... A lot of stuff that he's going to have to climb. I think he's going to be left with a lot of stuff, but I don't think that he's got a big hill to climb because there's a load of people that have been text messaging me, literally. Because the thing with me is I'm not just surrounded by geeks who are into all this, and you'd think I would be because I I own Fab Cafe. (laughs) I've got this magazine, yeah, and you'd think that everyone I hang around with is at the weekend cosplaying as a bleeding Cyberman, you know, or whatever. But, but the truth not, is... But no, no, Oh, indeed, yeah. And But no, I know a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds, and I get a lot of feedback that's really useful to me, where I see how the guy on the street sees some of these films, you know? Because it's it's so easy to forget how much knowledge you've got about 
certain and things. And you can apply it and it's all relevant yeah. to anything yeah. else. Yeah. 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 And, then, and then when a film comes out, you're there going, yay, I got this because that scene was, you know, a homage to this yeah. copy of a, a cover from a Marvel comic from like 40 years ago. And, and but here's the thing, the, when it's done clever, like um, Spider-Man 2, mm. you had um, the cover from issue 50 yeah, of Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, he's away and he's yeah. dumped the costume. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, Spider-Man no more. And they did that and it was a powerful visual in the film, and everybody else who had seen the comic done that went, yes! And that's how to do this sort of thing, in my opinion. If you're going to try and unify a a fan base from across different eras and different levels of of engagement, then that's it. And, And when I say different levels of engagement, that's a key thing with this, because you've got people that don't want to get swept along with all this so much you know they don't want to be a crazed james bond fan yeah they want to go and see they kind of know what james bond is and will go and see a film if it's 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 sort of like that you know and and i think with star wars this star wars film appeased a lot of people that are not star wars fans that just kind of remember it and know that it's a cool film and then yeah uh, because the amount of people that were in, I, I was at the, the second time I watched it, the uh, audience, yeah, they weren't Star Wars fans. They were people who had been told, this film and this yeah. is it, that Star Wars thing you've heard about, you need to go and see why it's so good because this is it. And and you know what? It worked because they totally went for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's It was the Skyfall of um, of Star Wars, yeah, because you know. people, you know, oh, yeah, they, they, they knew yeah. Bond, but they didn't really know it. Yeah, 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 and that and that's it. But yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, not having a go now. Um, Chris Chibnall. The sad thing is, he's been picked by Moffat. He he literally is his heir apparent. He's the guy that he wanted to take over. Blah blah blah. Um, if you don't like Moffat, that may sound bad news, but I've got to say, there's certain situations where somebody who is an heir apparent takes over, mm-hmm. and then they go a different way. Yeah, and that's... then they completely they're out under the thumb of the master above them. No pun intended with that one. Um, <laughs> and they get to do their own thing, and maybe he will. But dinosaurs on a spaceship was fucking diabolical. Got mm-hmm. forty-two. That was all right. So I'm completely, completely, you know, out there on this. I have no opinion because as much good stuff as he's done, he's done bad stuff. Yeah. But he's got a showrunner. And that showrunner is literally imposing his view on every script that goes in. So so there is nothing that's been on TV that's not had uh, Moffat's influence, you see. Mm. That's the problem. So so you can't just go, oh, well, you know, it's a new start, it's whatever. Is it a new start? I don't know. How much influence has he got? Um, mm. Is this going to be somebody that doesn't want to undo Moffat that badly? He doesn't want to do it. I mean, if you gave me the show, I'd, I'd literally go and um, go, right, You'd this has got to be a complete big red button. sketch. Yeah, boom. <laughs> And we're going to go from there, yeah. And and that's it, because so much has happened. I 
Uh, also, you've got to remember that that Moffat's got a year left, mm. and he could do anything. Well, he, he's, he said he's going to it's going to be yeah. a massive yeah. year. Yeah, and then and then at the very end, he's going to go out on a high, and that can only mean that that poor old Capaldi's going to go at that point. Yeah, and then you're going to be given a female doctor. And he will be the guy that did that. And then he's ticked every single box that you could do with Doctor Who. I I honestly believe he'll do that. I think he will because he's so... Um, his mission statement is almost to make himself indispensable to the history of that show. Mm. I don't know. So we, we we're, on, we're on, we're on um, break time. Are we crashing through? Or? Uh, I'm quite happy to crash through if you want. Oh, we'll do that then. Right, so go on, Martin. What's going on? What do you want? News, or should we go on about films, or should we go on about whatever? I don't know. Should we, should we do our little day out? Yeah, let's do it. Because uh, we we teased it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, was it last week? We went on a uh, a jolly down yeah. to down to that London. Yeah, we did indeed. Yeah. Uh, to to enjoy uh, the first episode of a show called Killjoys. Yeah, indeed. Which has done really well in the States, apparently. It's already uh, been sanctioned a second season. Yeah. Uh, And we watched the first episode. It started this Monday on Sci-Fi. We offer one simple service to all of our clients. Our agents are guided by one principle, one code. What is that code? The warrant is all. You are locked and served. Killjoys! We will cross contested jurisdictions. Find who or what you're looking for and bring it back to you in the condition requested. I need this done cleanly and quietly. My eyes are up here. There's no trap up. Killjoys, huh? Level four warrants are live or dead, right? Yep. Dead it is. Uh, and it wasn't too bad. Yeah. We had a few problems with the dialogue. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Did you put your big boy pants on, though? <laughs> well, yeah. Did you? I Did already you? had my big boy pants on. Yeah. Dear me. Dear yeah, there was, there was some clunky bits of dialogue. Dear and, me. But it, it looked like it could bed into being a good show. Uh, um, the lead in it was um, Jimmy from Smallville. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Olsen. Actually, I, I thought it was the guy from the following, but then I found out it's his twin brother. Right. What? Yeah, seriously. No. It's uh, really. Yeah, Sh- oh, Sean God. Ashmore, his brother, is right. in the following. Okay. But he looks just like him. Oh, and I thought, right, right. But I actually okay. thought, you know, he's not acting as well as he did in the following. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a reason for that, isn't there? Oh, but yeah, my no, he went, no, that was a, that was a surprise. Yeah. You, you yeah. learn something every day. Yeah. Oh, God but yeah, almighty. Um, but after we watched the uh, the little programme, which, which we enjoyed, we Mm-mm. did some drone racing. Yeah, we did. Oh, Well, we couldn't do the proper racing because the right. people that had the... The PR people had brought a lot of people in and all yeah, the yeah, press yeah, for two yeah. days. It was great. Oh, yeah. I was and, expecting and they'd else. all buggered the drones. Oh yeah, but I was expecting something different from this because I've been after a drone. I've got um, as as Martin will will 
<laughs> admit. Mm. Um, I, I've had a few drones here and there. Oh, and yeah, you drone in the on the Yeah, oh, dear me. <laughs> but I've got, I've got some uh, little drones in the office that I, I fly around and annoy Shauna with, and it's really good fun, you know. Mm. But there was a... While I was in the States, I nearly bought a drone that is a DJI... Um, it's called and it's incredible because what happens with this is it's got gps and it will just literally fly up you can travel right up high like a plane and then take hd photographs here and then if you stray out of range it automatically returns back to to its last gps location yeah if it um literally it runs it's about to run out of battery it it ignores you and then flies back to be recharged and that's really good so i thought this is the business i literally wanted to be launching one of these from starburst moonbase alpha up on the roof we'll send it out and just go and um, and follow people and be a bit sinister and be and yeah. be, be be a bit of a dick be a bit a annoying yeah yeah, yeah. And then, um, so I was thinking oh, it would be something like this. And then we went down there and it wasn't because they've got these drones, but they're adding a transmitter mm. that goes to a uh, an eyepiece. Like the, the eyepiece they're using is the Fat Boy, yeah, mm. which is a uh, a HD version of, of something like the Oculus Rift, yeah. So you are then, you put the glasses on and then that's linked to the feed from the camera on the drone. And you are literally flying like Superman. You are flying and you can see where the drone goes. And and basically, you become the drone. And those those eyes that you've... The the goggles you've got on, yeah, allow you to see through the front of the drone. And then you can do... There's um, a a piece of footage that was recommended by the gentleman. And um, he said... Uh, you want to go on YouTube and look for it. And it's um, uh, recreating the biker race on the Endor moon, yeah? Mm. And they're both chasing through the forest and all that. And you go, wow, I did not know this happened. And this was amazing, wasn't it? Yep. There's uh, there's, there's whole sorts of leagues. There's one in England. And I've just been... Someone's passed on a bit of news that uh, Matt Bellamy from Muse... Yeah has uh, invested in the American Drone Racing League. Right, yeah. yeah. So he's into it as well, because yeah. their latest album's yeah, got yeah, drones, yeah. isn't sure. it? So. Yeah, yeah, but, Well, uh, the yeah. drone racing competition, one of the first ones, was downtown Las Vegas. And I got an email inviting us, and I didn't get it was this. Yeah. I thought you were just watching. Yeah, you're on the, the sidelines. Yeah, so yeah, just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, you are literally with this drone racing, FPV, first person view yeah Yeah. um you are the drone you can see what's going on and 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 it's quite visceral really oh my god it's like it's unbelievable isn't it and we have to get into a cage yeah we did because the the drone might have got out of control and then you know took our eyes out or something yeah you know and they weren't weren't sure for that i know so you enjoyed it, didn't you? It was a fun day. I mean, I, I just, I just, I enjoyed seeing you get excited when you saw what it was. Oh, that my was brilliant. God, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't expecting that. 
I just thought we were going to have a little monitor and then fly some stuff and go left and right. I didn't think we'd have the goggles on and we were the drone. Yeah, you it know? was great. Yeah, it's a shame. Oh, God. Like I say, because we we were there sort of like the second day and a lot of the drones were knackered. And oh yeah, yeah. We didn't yeah. get a chance to do a bit of racing ourselves, yeah, but we yeah. got you know we could get it up and down. It's so incredible. Speak. Oh, we could indeed. Yeah. yeah. You were yeah. a lot better than getting it up than I was, but oh, I panicked and it just went everywhere. Yeah, I just, just, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot no, of people have said that. I just spend a, a, a lot of time doing irresponsible things. No, yeah. I I really enjoyed it. And then afterwards, I think, I thought, we're going to go to Trader Vic's. And why I want to mention, you see, Luke, you and your food news, you've got me. You've here. got him salivating. Right. right. Trader Vic's, back in the 50s, um, Polynesian restaurants were exploding all over the place in America, and you <laughs> that's would... not very good to say if they're exploded. Oh, don't yeah, not in the uh, the um, ISIS era. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, they were doing really well. They were opening up, and you'd have tiki gods on the way in, and then the big thing was there were load of cocktails, and and you know, a tiki bar now has sort of made a comeback and you'll get one in a lot of sort of hipstery areas in yeah. a lot of cities we've got a few in manchester and the end of the day that's it but trader vicks were the first now even though they closed down all around the all around the planet they they literally had run their course and in the 60s 70s all started to shut the doors we have still got one, and it's in London, and it's Trader Vic's. It's in the Hilton Hotel, and you can go in there. You've got a cocktail bar, and all the all the people working there are dressed like it's Honolulu. You know, they're all in the grass skirts. They're all doing stuff. You can have buttered rum in skull mugs there. It's amazing, yeah? The, the whole thing is absolutely incredible. So I thought... Oh, come on, Martin, let's go. We're meeting our friend Colette, and, you know, it, it didn't pan out because we would have missed our train. Yeah, sensible item. Yeah, that's it. We got the big lad's pants on. Oh, yeah, absolutely we did, yeah, yeah. And then, but she was meeting us at half six, and then she sends me a link, and then there's this uh, app that that's updating us to her location and how long she's going to be. Even literally makes excuses on her behalf. This it, app, yeah, it's technology gone mad. What the hell is going on? And I and, and she said, "Oh, what do you reckon?" And I sent her one back, going, "Yeah, that's a bit worrying, isn't it?" You know. <laughs> and she went, "Oh yeah, I get what you mean in a stalkery sort of way." Yeah, but it but works if you can only access bells. it from a link. But God's sakes, I'm, I'm in there. You drag me in this this bar. And then they're, they're having me over for the tips because <laughs> here, if you go one for yourself, it's 50p or a quid. It's a, a, a tip, a tip amount, yeah? And, uh, yeah, this guy's helping himself to fivers, you know. he's The weird thing is, if you know Martin, if I try to buy him a dear pint, he, he, he's, he turns his nose up. He's like, oh, God, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> not interested. Yeah, but this guy got he he got a tip way beyond Martin's drink. <laughs> no, it, 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 between me, you, and him, he was the one that was large in it. Yeah, unbelievable. Anyway, so there we go. So we've got some emails here now. Um, Snow Captain, it's not really your name. I don't. I'm not sure about. Is that. he? Is he really a captain? Snow Captain. Oh, it's a. 
No, because if he was making it up, it'd be Admiral, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evening, chaps. Your legal shenanigans seem quite bizarre. Was it about your personal opinions, or can you not say? No, it was about... Um, he wasn't happy about some reporting of his shenanigans on uh, the internet, and our Blue Box podcast had a show where we're talking about all that sort of stuff. We didn't name him. We mentioned the fact that he'd um, announced the release of a big Finnish audio production ahead of, um, shall we say, the perfect timing from them because yeah. they were going to announce it after they'd signed the contract. Yeah, and they could have jeopardised the... Yeah. Uh... And and that was it. So no, um, I, but but me don't matter if I think he's a balland. It's fine. It's based on my interactions with him, and it will continue to be so. Yeah, Pete. Oh, Pete Franks. Do you know what? I've just seen Diamonds Are Forever, yeah. and um, Peter Franks is a character oh. in it. Yeah. Um, good afternoon. I started listening to your show after hearing about it on Rhino on Air. Just wanted to comment that I actually love it. You guys say it as it is. Very refreshing. I also listen to the Manx. That that like a tragic comedy. Oh, yeah, that's, that's our minute. lives. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, oh right. Yeah, okay. Um, but we live it. But we live in it. USA is not a good place at the moment unless you're rich. But this is another story. Keep up your good work. Love the podcast. And the show, sci-fi at its best, Pete Franks, Orlando. Boom. Thank you. See, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that is good. I'm actually quite happy with that. So, what have we got Well, to go on with? We can uh, talk about the few films we've seen since Christmas. Yep. Oh, what about the obituary of uh, Alan Rickman? Oh, well, yeah, we've got to do that, because we did Mr. Bowie earlier, didn't yep, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about Grizzly Adams? Yeah. Do you remember Do you remember that? Was, was you a kid? I, I was yeah, a kid. yeah, yeah. I like the song. Did you? I can remember it, but I hey can't. Yeah, I might even be able to put it in, if this is the podcast. Yep. Right back now. It's very quick. that about you but mm, well but anyway yeah yeah so Dan Hegarty was quite a, an icon for five minutes in the what 70s. did you think about that show because that that was big and then it disappeared didn't it it was of its time yeah uh, it predated Gentle Ben if you remember that one no, well, no, I don't. no it, I did, don't. it did after Gentle Ben didn't it because Gentle Ben was uh, Clint Howard yeah uh, Ron Howard's brother. Ron Howard's brother. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. He was also the little uh, alien in, the, in Star Trek. Really? Yeah. You know well, the that's... one with the freaky that had the freaky face in that they always put at the end to scare everybody. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, was yeah, that. Yeah, he yeah. was that kid in that. Oh god. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's that, brilliant. That, that's Ron it? Howard's uh, brother. Yeah. He was. Uh, he's uh, also in Evil Speak. 
the uh, the film it's just out this week on Blu-ray. So it's all coming out today. It is. It is indeed. Yeah, I think indeed. I think General Ben might have been before, but I don't think it was yep. Ben the Bear that was in. Uh, think um, Grizzly, Grizzly Adams, Adams reminds me like that era where you'd be watching TV on Saturday and then you know there'd be uh, Wonder Woman and then you know Logan's Run. Yeah. Or does the memory cheat? You amalgamate all this into one era, don't you? Whether they, you they, like it or not, they were. Um, within years of each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan's Run was about seventy-seven, seventy-eight. Yeah, because the film was seventy-six. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. So it's Wonder Woman was about the same, which yeah. which the yeah. show the show Wonder Woman on the Horror yeah. Channel. So um, back to them. I think we've um, pretty much established that that um, what is it, Dan Haggerty? Dan Haggerty. Yeah, um, didn't do much beyond this. Yeah, it wasn't I, uh, Dan Haggerty who was yeah. the big guy in darts. Yeah, remember oh, them? God, <laughs> dear me. But this the story of Grizzly Adams is he was wanted. He escaped to the forest. He decided to live out there, and then and the grow guy. A big bed. Yeah, and then the guy out of Dukes of Hazard was his mate, and he had a bear. Yeah, yeah, but in the Revenant, yeah, that bear attack. Yeah, were you not surprised by that? Uh, I'd heard about it though. Yeah, I know, I know, but but I thought I could cuddle a bear. No, no, no. See, do you not remember the uh, just before the film came out? There was a story that one of the websites—I can't remember the name—and we probably wouldn't want to be publicising them anyway. Right, had written a review saying that uh, he was raped by this bear. Was he? In this, that, that scene wasn't an attack, it was a rape. Was it? <laughs> no, but was it, though? No. No. no I don't I think there was any... Uh, oh, God. See. His, his, no, his claws good. got Revenant. inside, but that's about yeah. it. No, Revenant, good film. Yeah, it's all right. Tough watch, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's too long. Um, I I still think my, my movie of the year so far is Room. Yeah, and Boom. we can talk about that if you want. So, well, we can, but... I think we need to just finish uh, Alan Rickman. Oh, God, yes, sorry. You need to watch Truly Madly Madly Deeply. Deeply. Yep, that's his best film. End of. And if you love Die Hard like I do, there there you go. He was was a great actor. He He was, He could do anything. Yeah, he was. He was great in Dogma. Yeah, yeah. Chris Dogma, who played the angel. Uh, Superb. Yeah, absolutely. He did the Harry Potter films, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we're not big fans of them, but he was good in them. I'm not a massive fan of them. I, I will watch them again and, and try and reappraise. I just didn't get swept up with it, no. you know. Um, there was something about the those movies and the the final movie that they split into two. I watched the part one of it on the train. Uh, sorry, no, on the plane, actually flying over to the States. And um, I was bored to death. And I'm on a plane and I'm bored to death, you know. And then I, I saw the end, the finale, and it was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of me where the um, Peter Jackson thing and this, where do, do we have to go down this route where we stretch, ex- stretch yeah. everything out? Maybe editing it down was why some of these things worked so well. You know? well, yeah, I mean, in the old days, you know, used to have films yeah. from books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Godfather was cut down to one film. Absolutely. So, yeah, but, but yeah, it's been difficult. And you and your uh, crazy, snobby, rock 
God stuff, yeah. You've had a really tough start to the year because they've been <laughs> dropping like flies. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, from from Lemmy just after Christmas. Yeah. And, and Sir Bowie. But, yeah, well, He know. wasn't a sir because he refused it. But. I know, but he could have had it if he wanted, couldn't he? Yeah, twice. So there we go. Yeah. Well, anyway, what a rubbish bit. Now yep. we're on to uh, something more positive. So Alan Harding saying, although not sci-fi, it's defo cult. Will you be watching, reviewing Dad's Army? Yes, I will. And can I say it's a very, very, very important sitcom because mm. it, and, and I'm just going to come out and say, I feel that it it at least started to try to heal the wounds of World War Two. Yeah. It, it tried to make light of something that a lot of people had been very, very upset by and unhappy. It was a work of genius at its time. And the uh, recently, I don't know if you've seen it, Martin, the uh, We're Doomed, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Dad, yes. Dad's Army story. You sure you don't want to hear the tune again first? No. It sounds like something I've been singing for years. Who do you think Ten. you are Ten. I wondered, um, Arthur Lowe? I want my men to enjoy this drink as it should be enjoyed. <laughs> my men? Really, Arthur? Are you, um, questioning the quality of my work? This is the BBC. It's a very competitive environment. I don't like it! Open, Mr. Leonard! So, shall we give it a, uh, spinola? I wonder is if the clowns are supposed to say clowns in your new BBC One. Can we not be serious or push into new areas? Can't play another old man. I'm only 48. Any previous military experience? Well, I've got a girlfriend in the ICS. <laughs> That's the ticket, Lavender Blue! Oh, thank you, Mr. Manley. And Michael wants some changes. <laughs> he wants to call it Dad's Army. You are probably thinking, why has he. I'll go again. Damn it! Yeah, that yeah. was. Uh, did you see that? I did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what did you think of that then? Oh, it's good. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I'm always interested in that sort of thing. It's, yeah, I like the yeah. behind the scenes of all that. And Arthur Lowe, um, he was hard work, wasn't he? Well, yeah, but he was a great, great guy. He did. Know, a, he yeah. did a few yeah. horror films as well. Yeah. So, yeah. No, he, he was really good. So no, we'll pompous. watch it. <laughs> I gotta say, I think that um, the cast of the the film is great. Yeah. I think that they've got everybody nailed. They, they, yeah. I mean, you've got to say Bill Nighy as um, Wilson. Is yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and and what I loved about the the, the documentary sort of uh, what do you call them? When it was were, like a yeah a retrospective. Yeah, and um, yeah, making out like yeah, he was the best paid. He was the best respected. Mm. And um, yeah, he was, and and uh, John Lemessurier, yeah, yeah. Um, was married to Hattie Jakes. He was, and Hattie Jakes um, decided to go off and um, be with someone else, and then moved the guy into their house. Yeah, yeah. And John Lemessurier was absolutely fine with this, yeah. and he stayed in the house, and they, and on occasion, even cooked him dinner. Yeah, he seemed that nice sort of guy, didn't he? Yeah, that's absolutely bloody crazy, but, you know, that's it. Um, James Hollingwood, you mentioned before about Live League coming to Fab Radio. Any more details to share? I'm excited. There may possibly be a Starburst TV show going on that channel, and that's, that's the um, the big... That's one of two big 
reveals tonight. So you've heard it first here. Yep, uh, live leak is coming to Starburst Radio. It's going to be on on this night. It's probably going to be eight till nine o'clock, and you know I'm sure you're going to enjoy it because it's live leak and they've uh, made a bit of a name for themselves on that. But their TV station, yeah, it's not. A crazy stretch to think that you'll be seeing us on there soon because uh, we've been approached on that one. Joe Gardner, good evening. Are you having an awards night again? I came to the last last one. You are all you all look terrific. Yeah, we um, we are going to have one. We'll announce it on here. It it is uh, coming up over the next couple of months. It's going to be at the Band on the Wall. Mm. Um, <laughs> Helen C. Uh, Killjoys, ooh, not good. Oh, he was all right. Yeah. Um, Sugar, hi, guys. Good to see you again. Oh, hear you again. Sorry. Oh, is this the uh, webcam yeah. on? No, no, no. <laughs> hear you again. That's it. Right. Uh, Keith says, Star Wars lost its charm after the first two originals. All the rest have been as slow as a demented Ewok. Uh, we Oh, dear me, dear me. (laughs) Stuart Riley, with drones and cheap 4K cameras now available, the possibilities for getting quality shots for low-budget films has never seemed better. Will Fab be releasing some films? I think that at some stage it would be crazy if we didn't. Yeah, you don't want to see the sort of films he's going to make, though. Yeah, no, no, oh, no. No, Happy Home Invaders is the first one. I've got the script ready. And I'm not making a film unless I can get Robin Asquith in it. Yeah, I've got four. No, I will get Robin Asquith in uh, in Happy Home Invaders. And uh, I will. Absolutely, I will. So, we're all good. You know, we haven't dealt with so many things tonight. And I think that, that next week's show is going to be really packed. <laughs> there you go. No, but um, loads of stuff will happen before then. Oh, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah, Dad's Army. Wow. It's all happening. Yeah, do you think the film's going to be successful? I don't know how many people know what Dad's Army is. I think it's it's a little too small for being a big film, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just don't think young people know. We grew up with these uh, TV shows getting films. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they they still do it now, but they're never really big hits. Whereas back then they were. Dad's Army was a film, though. Dad's Army was a film, you know, we had. uh, Yeah. all so, the other uh, ones. Oh, yeah. I Lo- mean... <laughs> Love Thy Neighbour even had a film. It did, indeed. They all did. Yeah. So, well, oh, but Man this is a reboot, though, isn't it? <laughs> a remake. But um, mm. they they have got a good cast. They look the part. They do. And they're That's good actors. That's what I'm thinking. Toby Jones is brilliant. Oh, he's yeah, great, yeah, great yeah. In anything. No, he's, he's very good. So, yeah. So, um, big reveal tonight. We are doing the Starburst International Film Festival in um, in round about August time. We're going to let you know. And we're working on it as we speak. And any input from the readers or the listeners is appreciated. So we're not going to go beyond that. But it is happening this year. And we hope that you'll be part of that. Boom. Boom! That's a, there you go. That's that bombshell. Yeah, indeed. That's the um, the the big ending bombshell. But I think we've got time for something else. I was going to say, yeah, Terminator. No. It's been terminated. 
Terminator gone. Yeah. Yeah. Terminated. Yeah. Were uh, you surprised? It's uh, no. Not after the last one. Why? Because it didn't do well enough. That it's got to be massive now for these p- people to put the money again into yeah. something. Okay. It, it I mean it might make a load of money back on on DVD and Blu-ray and whatever, but yeah. But the damage is done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And no matter you know, it's it's enjoyable for what it is, but you know it's not what people wanted out of it. What did you want? I I wasn't a really massive fan anyway, so I really didn't care. So. I'm not a fan of doing too many films about was the same thing. Was it worse than you thought it was going to be? Um, parts of it were. I thought Jai Courtney ruined it. Well, we've, we've, you've had this with... Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. I, I can see what you say about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's terrible. But, you know... It, it, He's absolutely shockingly bad. I mean, when when you put him in something, he ruins it because he's so crap. Yeah. You know, and that that's it. And it's a shame because a lot of money had been spent on that film. Yeah, I would just like you, to see you hire new films and new stories. And yeah, you know, when we do get that, we get some crackers. Yeah, you know, ex- I just, Machina. I just, uh, yeah, I know, but I, I don't think you're going to see uh, another Terminator film. I don't think no. you're going to see anything else. I think it, they'll, that, they'll that leave it a been, few years and yeah. then they'll do. Yep. Bang back to yep. the first one again. Yep. They're going to just try and just redo it all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I just think that it was um, uh, another greatest hits. Yeah, like Force Awakens, but way less slick. Yeah, and it, it didn't hit the right notes a lot no, of the time. No, it, it really it, didn't. A few few of the notes were a bit uh, no. bit bum. No, it really didn't. So, yeah, bloody hell! What a what a what a mess that was. But yeah, the one thing I was going to say. Before we go, Popeye, the reboot, yeah. Did you see the the Robin Williams? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I didn't really like it. It had some couple of good songs, but that's about it. It wasn't a bit But it was, it was an odd film, though, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, did, that, like so, I say, at that Robert point... Robert Altman, wasn't it? Yeah. At yeah. that point, it was about, like, putting fantasy characters on film was this big deal one yeah yeah right the um popeye movie with robin williams that sh- if it wasn't a mu- freaking out if it wasn't a musical this. it might have worked better yeah do you reckon yeah yeah i just don't know i i thought that he kind of looked like him oh well they did make of. him up well enough you yeah, know yeah, they had yeah, their moms yeah. and yeah 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 but does anyone give a monkeys now about popeye uh, I think it's been out the uh, public eye for a while, but we could have said the same about uh, Peanuts, and that didn't do too bad. It didn't do great though, did it? No, but it could I have mean, been worse. Um, I don't know. About I think that's that. got to do well on DVD. So, I I uh, watched the Peanuts Christmas special. Oh yeah, 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 and it it is absolutely amazing. You know, you know, one of the things about it, they uh, they got a proper jazz musician doing the soundtrack yeah, the yeah. proper jazz band and you know i know you dragged me into a jazz club last night so <laughs> yeah, so like I'm, I clearly yeah. i know you're into this sort of thing so nice <laughs> free pizzas that you couldn't have <laughs> seriously matt and fred's more food news oh you need matt and fred's in your life it's great yeah but but yeah bloody hell it's um yeah i don't know well, we haven't covered anything tonight. We've got loads for next week, so hopefully uh, this will be 
you know, the beginning of yeah, we'll a new series. Easing back in. Do you reckon? Yeah. Do you remember when um, came back and then someone went, oh, yeah, that was all right, that uh, bit of a rusty comeback. Yeah, yeah. That, that, the, the rusty yeah. trombone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Well, there is the music, so we're off on one. But I wanted to talk about Agent Carter, Supergirl, you know, Tom Welling being Superman again. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know, I don't know. Uh, goodbye, Moffat. We sort of did, but I don't think we did as well as we needed to. But Well, we need some more input on that, I think. Indeed. Because we can't just have our opinion. That's it. In the meantime, I've been Mike, he's been Martin, and we will see you next week.
listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio, brought to you in association with Arrow Films.